Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Social Credit Scores and QR Codes. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. Tonight is Friday, February 25th in the year 2022. And we have a lot of things to cover tonight. A lot of interesting developments with the non-invasion invasion of Ukraine by Russia, the constant spin by our treasonous dirtbag media, and the quiet agendas that are working around the backside as people are being distracted with all the squirrels in front of them. But we'll get to all that in just a moment. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's the Bards Nation landing page. It's our homepage on MyPillow. It's a great place to be, great place to get amazing savings. Mike Lindell, one of America's great patriots and fighters of liberty. And we have our ability there to go over and support him and know that when you put your dollars there, every dollar goes for the fight of liberty in one way or another. And there are great products. I use so many of them, and I can't rave about them enough. And you know me. I don't endorse stuff unless I've used it. I typically don't endorse anything unless I've used it for two or three months. My pillow I've used since last year. It's great stuff. So anyway, great savings right now on pillows, on sheets. Giza sheets are $39.99. They've got my slippers down for 50% off. They've got men's and women's sleepwear, 50% off. Just amazing stuff. But here's a quick message from Mike you need to hear. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of My Pillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size my pillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size my pillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to mypillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1 800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. All right, Patriots, that's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Your promo code is Bards. You can use it anywhere on the MyPillow site, the Frank Speech site, and the MyStore site. Also, The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. That's the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition. It's got our Founders document documents worked within. It's a beautiful version of the Bible, heirloom quality edition, printed here in the United States. And perfect. Uh, it is a perfect Bible for homeschoolers as well. You can use your promo code BARDS for 20% off in, when you check out, put it in the coupon section. Also, Expedition, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. 
That's the home of the Bard's Nation branded coffee, what I consider to be one of the best coffees for our time. It's a coffee designed not just for that boost of energy, but for your health. And it was in part designed by Dr. Eric Naputi. So not only does it give you that boost of energy that you need for the whole day, it sustains that over the day and helps you keep a clear mental focus while helping enhance your immune system. Also on ExpeditionCoffee.com, you're going to find a host of other products that all work together in a in kind of a health ecosystem. Those include the Gut Health Triad, which help heal and seal your gut and help prevent leaky gut syndrome, which is one of the main causes of illness in our nation. We also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pinecone extract with high levels of vitamin C. And then we have Earth, which is a whole body nutrient powder. Mix it with water, shake it like, drink it like a shake, drink that once a day. That gives you the nutrient boost you need all day. And then Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract currently on the market that truly gives you an ability to isolate those pathogens that come into your body and help, again, boost that immune system to keep you strong. Keeping a strong immune system these days is essential. In addition to these nutrients and supplements you should be taking, you should make sure you have a good diet and exercise. The stress of the times that we live in, the bioweapons that are being deployed, all this other nonsense, our immune system has the ability to fight that off as well as fight off 5G and all this other garbage they're putting in our in society. But all these nutrients of on Expedition Cafe or Expedition Coffee, excuse me, XPED, all those products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are designed to help you do that better and reclaim your health sovereignty. Patriots, what a day, I'm telling you. It's crazy day. Everything we've been talking about with the um, w- when it comes to uh, what's going on in Ukraine is just insane. And it's about what I've been saying so far. I mean, we know we've been pretty much confirmed now. There's about 15 bioweapons labs in Ukraine. And I'm telling you, as I said yesterday's show, this is something that at the very minimum, before anybody jumps on board and says, oh, Putin, Putin, uh, let's ask a question of uh, why the DOD and, and NIH were funding bioweapons labs for the for that matter, why they were even funding them and why they were being funded in Ukraine especially. Now, as we talked about last night, Ukraine, I'm, we're going to kind of start with Ukraine. We're going to move through a lot of topics right now, but Ukraine, to remember this, is a, an essential part of Russia. They're a, they're a sister part of Russia, they're, and, and they're, they're common people. They have common blood and common history. The Kiev, Kiev used to be the Kievan state. That was the origin of Russia. So for us to have the arrogance, as our CIA has, to think that they can separate Ukraine from Russia, all that was done, the reason that was done is to try to infuse a conflict. But let's also not forget that Kazarian, the Kazarian mafia is is isolated, is there. That's you know, It's one of these things you're going to go down and say, I heard on Bards it was a Kazarian mafia, and the first thing you're going to hear out is somebody, oh, that's conspiracy. Well, whatever. We all know how conspiracies work these days. It's just a matter of watching your wristwatch before they get proven true. And that's the home of where that mafia group has worked out of, and that is the hub of where we've got so much money laundering going on in the globe. That's where much of the hacking for the global elections is occurring. occurring. That's where the data servers are to store a lot of the data on, on hacking servers or international hacking. The CIA is heavily operated in there. There's minerals and resources there, and there's, it's a huge just dump of money laundering in the billions of dollars that's being ripped and raped out of our nation and other nations. And then we had the bioweapons lab. So 
If you have any questions of whether Putin has an as justification, let's just put it like this. I don't care why he went in, but if these bioweapons labs are truly what we are hearing, just frame it like this. If Russia put 15 bioweapons labs on our border with Canada or on our border with Mexico, you can be rest assured we'd have our fingers in there trying to take them out. And if you've been paying attention to the news, which hopefully you're not watching CNN, but CNN has already been caught two times today. One, using a photo of an explosion in in Kiev, which looked really dramatic except one little problem. The photo was from 2004 or 2015. And then they made a big announcement today that the first American casualty was dead, except here's the problem. The same guy that was the first American casualty that died in the Afghanistan withdrawal is the same guy that died in Ukraine. I don't know how he's doing it. That's pretty amazing. Maybe it's a clone. I could say that. Maybe it is. But, huh, pretty amazing. Either that or it just maybe, you know, maybe you had a twin. Maybe that's it. Maybe CNN got lucky and found a twin. I don't know. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Who knows? But as we trace down those bioweapons facilities, boy, does that lead to some interesting stuff. You see, we are, we have an American company that's been building those. And those biolabs were designed by an engineering firm called Black and Vet, Vetch. Black and Vetch. It's Vetch is V-E-A-T-C-H. It's a company that is does a whole variety of projects for the Department of Defense, and its offices are in Overland Park, Kansas. And if that's not enough, you see our DHS seems to be highly concerned about the threat of bioweapons to the bovine species. So they the they have set up the NBAF. National Bioweapons something facility. And they want to do that. And they sit, they're setting this up. The National Bio and Agro Defense Facility. Excuse me. There it is. National Bio and Agro Defense Facility. They're building that and Kansas State University. And this is going to be a level four bioweapons. I'm, I'm sorry, it's a bio-research lab. Of course, I'm sure we're not making anything like weapons in the middle of Kansas. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with Bill Gates trying to eradicate beef out of our life. But, hey, what can I say? The United States currently does not have a laboratory facility with maximum biocontainment BSL-4 space to study bioconsequence zoonotic disease, zoonotic, that's a new one for you, diseases affecting large livestock. The NBAF will be the first laboratory facility in the U.S. to provide BSL-4 laboratories capable of housing cattle and other large livestock. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong with this? I'm telling you. The NBAF will also feature a vaccine development module. Of course they will. And I'm, I, if you look deeper, it's going to be all mRNA-based. For more information about the facility and intended use of this state-of-the-art features, please visit the USDA NBAF program website. Well, there you have it. Just be assured, patriots, that your beef 
will be safe after they hit you with they hit the beef with this zombie attack that I'm sure is coming. Oh, these people just never cease to amaze me. Look, the entire agenda we're dealing with right now, and I've been talking about this, is the transhuman agenda. Okay, and there's a war going on between the elites. Now, part of this war is happening right now before our very eyes. It's, there's the one side of the war that's been happening in Canada, and that's the Canadians standing up. And then we've got the other side of the war that Russia's involved in. So, first of all, let's just get a perspective from somebody else other than me on what actually is going on in Ukraine. You've probably heard by now that Vladimir Putin wants to retake all of Ukraine and other former Soviet countries, including NATO countries, and that nothing will stop him at this point. But is that true? Turns out that what Putin is asking for are really just two demands from Ukraine in order for his military forces to leave the country immediately. And those two demands, well, they're pretty simple. Number one, he's asking that Ukraine remain neutral, that it become a neutral country similar to Switzerland, not a member of NATO. And number two, that Ukraine remove all of its foreign weapons provided by governments from around the world, including the United States. Now, when you hear that, you might say, well, that's unfair because if that happens, who will protect Ukraine? Guess what? No one's protecting Ukraine now. With all those foreign weapons that are there at this point that the United States has provided to the cost of billions of dollars to U.S. taxpayers, guess what? It only took a few hours for the Russians to actually overrun the entire country and to close in on the capital city of Kiev. What's most interesting about this that the media is probably not telling you is that Russia is not even demanding that the current president of Ukraine step down, not even demanding that they replace him in the government, not demanding that they take over the government or they install their own puppets. The existing U.S.-backed president of Ukraine is allowed to stay so long as Ukraine is neutral and so long as the weapons from other countries are removed. Doesn't exactly sound like a plan for world domination. It does sound like a plan to stop NATO's push against Russia. And when you consider that NATO has become basically the new Nazi regime, their whole idea is to control all of Europe and all of the world. Notice where the world bankers are. They're all based out of there, all based out of Europe. And that NATO is their army. And that army ties in with UN. So remember, Putin has said very openly, he is not bowing down to a world, a one world order. He's not. And so we're taking out these bioweapons labs. When we take a look at the funding of that again, and we've got U.S. contractors that are taking dollars. I mean, this stuff appalls me. I don't mind t telling you this. It appalls me. This is a guy that's worked in Department of Defense, have served the nation in uniform and served the nation as in a contracting capacity. It makes me want to vomit because this, who builds these things in a foreign country, a bioweapons lab, a, a BSF-4 facility, a BSL-4 facility? Patriots, that's like, that's the most dangerous stuff you can possibly have. And they're out here playing around with it like there's not going to be any problem. And of course, like you have a little spillage and it's like, oops. I uh, didn't mean to let out the zombie apocalypse, but um, okay, sorry. Hope you all don't mind. I mean, just think about what happened in India the other day when India says we're going to investigate Pfizer, and Pfizer's like, uh, no, we don't want to be investigated. They're like, look, dude, we just want to prove that your vaccine's safe, and then you can have access to our 1.4 billion population, and Pfizer's like, ah, uh, no. We don't want 1.4 billion customers. We, we want to keep our vaccine out of investigation. We are dealing with pure diabolic psychopaths. I don't even know how else to say it. 
These people are psychopathic and they want to play with the idea of the stuff that will exterminate humanity because it's always the same thing. What the DOD, what the DHS is all doing right now, they're all part of the same echo chamber. They are going to create the problem to offer you the solution. Create the problem, offer you the solution. Create the problem, offer you the solution. Huh. I wonder if somebody might have an answer that would put this all in perspective, like maybe Bill Gates. How about this? We all want to return to the way things were before COVID-19. But there's one area where I hope we never go back, our complacency about pandemics. We can get ahead of infectious disease outbreaks. By the next pandemic, I believe we can have what I call mega-testing diagnostic platforms. They can be deployed quickly, cost very little, and test 20% of the entire population every week. We also want to get treatments out far faster next time. One of the most promising is monoclonal antibodies. These manufactured antibodies grab onto the virus and disable it just like your immune system and can reduce death rates by as much as 80%. I also think that we'll develop new vaccines quickly, in large part due to this new mRNA platform. mRNA will become faster to develop easier to store and lower cost. That's a huge breakthrough. To stop future pandemics quickly, we need to be able to spot disease outbreaks as soon as they happen anywhere in the world. And that requires a global alert system. If there turns out to be some new infectious pathogen, then we need a group of infectious disease responders to spring into action. Think of these as like pandemic firefighters. They're gonna use their logistics, use their ability to build up capacity quickly. They're gonna go wherever that problem is. Stopping the next pandemic will require a big investment. But I think of this as the best insurance policy the world could buy. You can read more about this in our annual letter. I don't know about you, but I am so much more comforted with this knowledge that we're going to have a global globetrotting group of pandemic firefighters backed by Bill Gates bringing delivering new mRNA injections to the populace with rapid testing available to 20% of the world's population at once. Huh. I'm sure nothing could go wrong with that. And I'm sure your rights are perfectly safe, too. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with this new digital ID and an integrated COVID passport. Uh-uh, nothing like that. Well, first, let's also just remember that Russia is not the problem. Here's 50 seconds. Hate me if you want, unfollow me if you want. I support every single one of our troops, but Russia's not the bad guy. Ukraine is currently a dictatorship disguised as a democracy, much like the United States. Russia is one of the very few countries not run by the globalist elites. Allowing Ukraine to become a full dictatorship is much like the United States allowing Canada to become a full dictatorship. It's easy for the communists to invade when they're just right down the road. Why is America involved? Burisma. Wake up, people. Stop listening to the news. Even Fox don't give a shit about you. No, Fox doesn't care about you. If you watch Tucker last night, he went straight on retard. He went straight back to the Cold War. And it's like, uh, dude, we left the Cold War. We're not there anymore. We're post-Glosnos. The wall's down. Communists are out. Putin's in. Yep. 
But I'll tell you, I probably know why Tucker and others are losing their mind. And it has a lot less to do with, it has some to do with the fact that the bioweapons labs got wiped out. But I think there's something much darker at play. There's a guy by the name of Dan Pena. If you don't know who he is, he's a caustic billionaire. And I say caustic because he can't say a sentence without dropping the F-bomb. But he's brilliant. And a lot of people, he's hated by the left, which tells me he's probably really brilliant. (laughs) Which is always a good gauge. And he was in an interview in twenty early twenty sixteen. In fact, it was it was an interview that, um, as you might be really shocked, was banned on YouTube. It might be back now, but it was banned on YouTube. And the interview was with a English channel, and he made a slip. And this is what caught my attention. They asked him about Trump. This is before President Trump won, and they asked him about Trump, and they said, "What do you think about?" Donald Trump. And his comment was this. He says, when Trump wins, and then he backs up, he says, "Um, well, if Trump wins, and then he brings these words in, he says, he's going to change the effing world. Well, Dan's got something to say about Putin that you might want to hear. Check this out. I definitely like to hear your thoughts, but every time I see Vladimir Putin, I think of Dan Pena and what he had to say about Bitcoin. You know who's behind Bitcoin? Putin. It's a Ruski conspiracy to fuck up the American economy in the world. It's a long-range plan he started seven, eight years ago. He's going to see the demise of the Western financial world while he's still the head of Russia. He's going to, live, he's going to be there long enough. And, he, and, he, and he's already hacked into the brains of all the morons. And do you understand the magnitude of this? We have a country... Russia, who has refused to have participation with the Rothschilds' own Fed-backed banking system, a country that's been trying to develop an alternative to SWIFT, which is the money exchange system across the globe, a country that's been working with China to try to break from the SWIFT system, Russia, led by a former KGB operative who is a true Russian, who, by the way, has built more Christian churches than anybody in modern history even had it somebody fly to the to israel to get a sacred flame to bring back like they carried the olympic torch flame so that he could light it in every one of the churches to bless the churches just saying a man that is said openly he'll have nothing to do with a one world order a man who's fighting to keep Russia pure. And if Dan Pena's right, if he's launched Bitcoin, he's at the center of destabilizing the entire Western currency, which is based on the fiat dollar. Remember, the dollar, if you love the dollar, that's fine. Don't love the fiat dollar because it's not ours. The Fed owns it. So now you're starting to get the picture when you start to look at all these pieces of like, oh, wait a minute. He went into Ukraine. He didn't invade Ukraine. The media is lying about that. We've proven that over and over with their media coverage. They had a guy on RTTV today standing in the middle of the square, and he's all kitted up with his body armor and his helmet, and he's like, there is an attack going on. And behind him, there's this dude walking along with a cane and a bowler cap. The best meme of the day says, how often do you find a guy in a cane and a bowler cap walking in the middle of a war zone? I haven't, by the way, and I've been in a war zone. 
So we know that the media is doing their normal thing in lying. I've told you, I, when I first looked at the footage coming out the other night, we, I looked at how the people were responding. None of it was making sense. Here's another dimension of that. I mentioned on the other night S-40s, which is their S-400s, which is their anti-aircraft system, anti-aircraft missiles, super sophisticated, very, very capable. In fact, I think it's the one system that has been said that can take down an F-35. And that system, they were deploying apparently into the, the footage that we got online was that they were moving these into position in Ukraine. But there's a couple problems with this. Number one, who authorized the drone footage, and why didn't the Russians shoot down the drones that were flying above showing their position? That didn't make any sense. And then you have the second part of it is that they were when the where they were turning in, they were turning off of a main road to go off to a back road. The guys were literally blinking and being polite to the local people. How often do you see an invasion where they're like, let's wait for traffic? We're on an emergency to deploy our missiles, but let's wait for traffic. There's all sorts of those footage. If you pay attention to what's in these foot, what's in the footage and the images, you're going to see the comedy show that we're being shown. I mean, it's just like, Ukraine's under, under attack. They're blowing things up. It's like, no, actually, they're not. There's like one major fire going on over there. Uh, what's going on? Well, the people are under attack. No, actually, they're not. There's like one building that's been incinerated. What was in the building? That's the questions we need to be asking. Because if Russia wanted to level Ukraine, they would have shut down the ports. They would have destroyed the infrastructure, destroyed the power. They would have done it in a heartbeat. As it is, they neutralized the entire army and air force in an hour and 20 minutes. And Ukraine was supposed to have all the sophisticated stuff. You hear about the 10,000 weapons that have been deployed, apparently, by a, by a president that was a comedian before this. Does that ring? Like, huh, that seems like a joke in itself. Sounds to me like what was being done is that Zelensky was passing out weapons to the factions to protect the inner sanctum of the mafia in in Kiev. That's what I think, but we'll find that out in time. That's just my thoughts. But anyway, moving along, Gates has a vision of the world that everybody's going to be in a constant fear of a pandemic. Canada got caught with its pants down when it pushed too hard and too fast on its people. These are all related, so pay attention. Canada got caught with its pants down when it pushed too hard and too fast with its people to institute this COVID pass. And then because the people came together in a much bolder way than anybody anticipated, that one, that 3% of Canada, which was about 1.4 million people that has now grown to about 10 million people, which is about 30% of their population, well, they've had enough of the government turning into tyranny, which they did literally overnight with a pen stroke in the Emergency Powers Act. And then what happens? Well, the people pulled their money out of the bank. They did a bank run, and the banks have lost confidence. So what happens? All of a sudden you're hearing, well, we're not going to do that COVID pass now. Well, they've got double problems going on globally. One problem is that you've got People now paying attention to Canada and going, I don't trust banks. Silver prices up, gold prices up. That's not just Ukraine, by the way. That's people pulling their money out and putting it into silver and gold and precious metals. Banks don't have your money. Keep that in mind. If everybody did a run on the banks right now to get your money out, they would stop it and freeze it instantly because banks leverage your money 10 to 100 times, depending on what banks. You give them your money, they turn around and multiply it by 10 by loaning it out 10 different times. Effectively, they've created a factor of 10 of magically creating money out of nothing. 
That's fractional banking in a simple, in a very simple one-on-one class. So Canada does a run on the banks. All of a sudden, the banks are exposed. They start seizing accounts, which is in part to part of that seizing accounts was not only to make an impact on the protesters, but to backstop the losses that they were having. That's one of the reasons that they seized the money from the truckers. And so all of this is happening at once. And with all of that, the banks and the corporate internationals, the bank, banking internationals were like, we have a problem. Because once confidence is lost, this is something very, very important to understand. The dollar is worth nothing. Its value is zero. The only reason the dollar has a value is because people believe in the dollar. The minute that the confidence is lost in the dollar, the dollar will fall to zero. And right now, the confidence in the banks is falling, not just in Canada, globally. So everybody's backing off on these COVID passes. But don't think they're going to stand still because Gates is already laying out the plan. They're going to create another pandemic. They're going to try to go to this whole thing. They're going to try to keep the fear of the pandemic going. They're pivoting off of COVID to go to the next pandemic while corporations are quietly working behind the scenes to create universal QR code passes. Okay, everything is going to be based on a QR code initially. Costco introduced it. It's now in in a lot of their stores. They're talking about their new app. So is Home Depot. And they're announcing like, well, check this out. You can get our app and you can tie your credit card to the COVID, to the QR code, and you can tie your membership to the QR code. So with one simple swipe of the QR code, everything is going to be a happy place for you. This is the first step in creating a master digital ID. Remember what I told you the other night? Deutsche Telekom was given the authorization and contract by the WEF, World Economic Forum, to develop the master QR code format for everybody, universal QR code. And what's happening next month? Another kind of big deal. You see, next month, the WHO is voting on a member agreement with its 190 members, which we are one of, by the way, that they can now assume control of a nation's policies for pandemics if a pandemic is seen to break out, which means that that is the first step in one world government. And they're going to backdoor this by using the corporate partners that they have to force this on everybody. Use, and then they're going to force back in the, this QR code centralized ID. I cannot stress enough, it is time that we have to make a stand and time that we have to break from all this. We have to make some hard decisions on how we're going to go forward. So I have a big announcement. I hope you're ready. It's going to be good. I have a very dear friend very dear friend and he absolutely believes in the bards nation model and i mean it is in it's truly bards nation model and he has worked with me and invested in 80 acres which would just close today that is now officially the bards nation headquarters that we are going to begin to build out this alternate economy it is going to be a living working breathing model and it's going to be we're going to use this as a template and an incubator to help people build independence i'm i totally support where andrew torba is with gab just understand that i love what andrew torba is doing on gab with the alternate economy and this is where it's going to be so we are setting the pace by the way bard's Fest will be at this facility, be at this property. 
And this property's in Oregon, just a little ways away from me. So this is where everything's going to be. We are going to start this, and then we're going to start connecting. We're going to start connecting. So, and we are going to start building capacity across the nation. I've told you that I have already started working with key people to help them build cottage industries. And this whole idea is to get people into their own independent businesses. I'm working with somebody else right now that's helped building a model that we, it's a co-op model. I didn't know anything about co-ops until a week ago. To now, today I've got 10 books, not exaggerating, on co-ops, and I'm ingesting more knowledge about co-ops than I ever thought possible. Bards Nation's going to become a co-op, which is very much like a private membership association. Long story, we'll get into that next week. But Patriots, we are fighting back. This is not a joke. I'm sick and tired of sitting here on the side. So is this good friend of mine. He's like, nope. And there's other people coming into this model. These are great Christians. I'm telling you, powerful, loving Christians that have had enough. And we are going to move forward. So it's 80 acres that we have. It's got capacity in there that we're going to be able to teach and build out to capacity to teach farming to teach homesteading, to teach basic skills on a lot of different things, be able to run programs and classes and clinics. We're going to be setting up a center point for a lot of information distribution. There's going to be a newsletter that's going to be coming out in the near future. Okay, there's a lot of things like this. I know I promised a lot of this for, this is real. And I just got off the phone just a little bit ago, like an hour ago, with finally the guys that are going to build out the new Bars Nation base camp on, online. They think they can have it ready by the beginning of May, if not sooner. So this is moving. So we're, we're, done, we're done sitting on the sideline, twiddling our thumbs, asking what's happening. Bars Nation's going to move forward and, and literally forge the way. And so we're going to take this model and we're going to just start looking at it like setting up little colonies all across the country. Because these people are ruthless. They don't care. You know, I sat there today. And yes, I went to Costco. You know, I... <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tell this story because I totally tell it on myself. You know that a year ago I took my Costco card and I literally lit it on fire with a blowtorch and I put that on Twitter and it got so bad that on my Twitter when I was still allowed to be on Twitter before I was banned for life, it went so viral that literally Sam's Club social person got onto my own Twitter feed and said, we, we, don't, we don't require masks in our store because they were afraid of what was happening. So I don't think Costco will want me to have a card again, but my dad has a card, so we went together today. <laughs> I'll piggyback on his card. That's okay. But anyway, that said, when I went into Costco today, I was stunned when I, what I was looking at because I'm looking at this new QR code social app garbage that they're doing, and I already know how this is going. It's, it's obvious. Everybody's going to go to this QR code and everybody's going to be like, yeah, but I don't want to get your app. I'm so tired of having 15 different apps. And then you're going to have this, well, hey, hey, we have a solution for you. It's so easy. We've got this company that's just a startup, which isn't going to be a startup because they've been already working on it right now. And we have an answer. We're going to create a universal app with a QR code that you can use with all of our corporate partners. And we've had relationships now with Costco and with Walmart and, and with Home Depot. And that's how they're going to move this in. And they're going to soft pedal this until everybody's going to be like, well, this is so cool. I've got my smartphone and I've got my latest iPhone 70, 79. 
and and it's over here and it and it's got all these great features on it and uh, and it's so super because it looks like an iPhone like the old one. It hasn't changed at all, but it's got more memory in it. Now it costs $10,000, but I'm good with it because it's the coolest thing going, and it's got a cool new color with it, and I had to buy one. I was the first in line to get it. People, I swear. And so then they're going to go in there, and they're going to have you get this one app. That's how it's going to work. And then from there. They're going to migrate everybody over to this universal app thing. We have to stop it. We have to say no. But they're they're getting people to believe that there's no option out of this. So what are the options? And there's a lot of them, okay? So before I go on, I want you to hear this 42-second piece because it gives you a glimpse on where this whole nightmare is taking you. Listen to this piece about Penske. Listen very carefully to the near the end and what he says about what happens to the guy that just rented a Penske truck in the Freedom Convoy or whatever, People's Convoy, I guess it's called for the U.S. However, I'll say this. Penske and the company Bennett, (laughs) apparently they don't support America's freedoms. The guy that was pulling the trailer with the big People's Convoy banner on it, truck is in a shop, so he rented with his own money, paid for the Penske truck to pull it. Penske seen it, called him and told him he needed to duck out of the convoy immediately. Or they were going to remotely shut the truck off on him. And his company told him the same thing with the trailer. Even though he pays to use it. So, you know, hashtag let's go Penske, I guess. Hashtag let's go Penske, yeah. Did you hear he said they were going to remotely shut off the vehicle? Now, they have that already. And they already have these on these rental vehicles. But when they you start talking about this next iteration of vehicles, and that's a that's a low jack type feature. All, by the way, all those other cars that have your like emergency, you pay extra to have the emergency service. You know, and you you could you've probably seen it. Ford GM each have their own service, like your roadside, and you can oh Siri, and then immediately calls up to some satellite outfit, and they're like, uh, yes, can we help you? It's like, well, I'm broken down on the side of the road. We'll send it. We'll dispatch a truck for you immediately, and that sort of thing. That same technology, you probably don't know this, but if you lock your keys out of your car, you can contact them. They can remotely unlock your car and remotely start your car. So don't think that doesn't work two ways. Right, they can remotely shut your car off and lock you out. They do it on purpose. People don't pay their bills. That's literally what they can do, and they'll track your car down to your address if they need to collect it, for whatever reason. So that technology is already in full play, and they're just talking about making it worse. Now, once they tie that to your social credit score, and they tie that to everything in your life, they're literally going to control what you do. You're going to be like, "Man, I am so pissed off at the government." Bang, bang, bang on your keys. Next thing you do, you go out to search your car. The car doesn't start. You go to call LoJack or whatever the company is. Well, it's not LoJack. Whatever the company is, they're going to be like, uh, yes. Yes, Mr. Smith, what can I do for you? Well, my car won't start. Yes, I know. What do you mean you know? Um, you've been flagged. You've been flagged by DHS. And so you're on a 10-day hold while we get some people to assess your account. You mean I can't use your car? No. How am I going to get to work? I'm sorry. We can't help you there. You're going to have to figure out something. And you're going to go over, you're going to try to get an Uber, and you'll go to call Uber, and Uber's going to be like, I'm sorry, we can't send a vehicle to you. You've been flagged. You see how they control your life? 
How am I going to get food? Um, you have to take a 10-day pause on eating. These are the things that they have designed in this system, in this universal system. If people don't get this, they're fools at this point in time. So back to this model, how are we going to, what are we going to do? And I mean, literally, I've been spending a lot of time in the last couple of years of like, what's our direction forward? And I've been telling you this, it's not going to be easy. But we need to have a base of operations that we can start training, teaching, bringing in people to have seminars, start sharing ideas. And we also have to have our digital base camp, which is both happening in parallel right now. The Bards headquarters, Bards Nation headquarters is official. That was official this afternoon at 4 p.m. And the Bards Base Camp, even though I've talked about it now literally for a year, is now officially moving forward in the right track with the right talent to make it happen. And we should have that hopefully by the end of May. So that's, that's fantastic. And that gives us two things right away. It gives us a place and a hub to come to, share ideas, exchange build out a true marketplace, which is what we're going to be doing to empower people. So there's a, a, a place to come and exchange goods, services, ideas. We're going to be linking in. I'll be working to make sure everybody gets linked in with what Mike Lindell's doing with his My Store concept. It's a fantastic idea. We've just got to continue to link and build and what Andrew Torba is doing, which he's pioneering this alternate economy. And that means we also have to look at all sorts of other things. How are we going to, how, what is going to be our method of using pay systems since they own the pay systems and they have a tendency to want to kick us off. And we've got to make sure that we have data portability, we, that they aren't, your data is not being scraped and mined and turned into the global AI control systems. A lot to look at, but we have to begin. And so officially tonight, mark it on your calendar, February 25th, of 2022, the Declaration of Independence was created for Bard's Nation officially. And we are moving forward in a direction to establish and pioneer a new way. This is truly the beginning of Exodus. I love this. They didn't know where they were going in Exodus. I've been saying that the whole time. But you know what's most amazing about all of this? This is how God works. And I just want to close with these thoughts because I want you to be inspired. This is how God works. We have ideas, we share, we're passionate, we love our country, we, we love God first. And as we're there and we're moving in this way, God says, you know what? Let's make this happen. And it's what happened. A very close friend, like I said, came in and said, I want you to go look at this. What do you think? And I said, it's beautiful. It's unbelievable. He says, I think we need to make it Bard's Nation. And I didn't even know what to say. 80 acres. I'm like, okay. He says, let's make it happen, Scott. I'm like, thanks, man. This is unbelievable. And that's what it is. And this is the first step. So you're going to get a chance. if you. We're going to have two Bards Fest this year, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. West Coast Bards Fest will be on the property. So we have a home. And that home will grow. And we will grow this step by step. And we will make the dream of what we're trying to achieve to take back our nations. And oh, by the way, don't think Canada's left out on this. We're working on the first foothold in Canada that will hopefully start to manifest in the next three or four months. And we're going to work with Canada. Canada's our partner, man. And then remember what I said. My, I'm serious when I'm telling you, and I am not kidding with what I'm going to tell you. We're going to build a bridge with Russia. 
because Russian people and Americans need to be good friends. We are so much alike. We are so much in common. We are such passionate people about our nations. We love our independence and our freedom. We're such good, rugged people. Well, unless unless you're a metrosexual and drink too much soy, then you don't belong in our new nation. Either that or get off with soy diet and start drinking cow milk, one of the two. But either way, and and we need to add one more, okay? And I really mean this. I was mapping this out today. Imagine this this four-way unity and what we could do in the world. Okay, so obviously, United States and Canada, and we want to build friendships and relationships with powerful people in good uh, Russian people. So we got Russians and Americans and Canadians. And one more we must never forget because it's always, always disparaged inappropriately. We need to connect with the true core of the hardworking Mexicans. They are our southern neighbor. They're great people. Forget the cartels and the illegals that are coming up from South America, driven up by Soros money. We need Mexico, the Mexican people, to be on our team as well. So now we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about a new international alliance. It's not five eyes. It's going to be the four G's. How's that? Four God countries. I like that. Four G's. Forget five eyes. And we're going to be pushing this forward. And we are. I'm not, I am not kidding when I'm telling you this. This is a vision I'm having. I'm putting it out to God. I'm putting it out to you. We have to build. We have to break bread. We've got to sit down and have meetings, get to know people. We have to start building this vision of what we want. We have governments that are corrupt. I mean, Mexico has a cartel system that's been run in part by our own CIA. Come on, let's get real. Canada's got tyranny woven in it through the WEF and probably American intelligence and their own dirtbaggery intelligence. Russia is the only country out here that is not is told the Fed to go take a hike and told the WEF to go take a hike. Now, and let me tell you, just before I get another email, because I had some retard who used to be on our platform sent me all sorts of stupid comments because I was talking about Putin. And they, and they probably have a drinking problem anyway because they always send it to me late at night. But here's the, here's the deal. We have to start getting to the people. And when we talk about Putin, I'm not telling you Putin is sitting on some pedestal. All right? So be clear about that. But I do know that Russia has defied the globalists and Russia has gone after the pedophiles and Russia has been building Christian churches. Now, that and alone, we need to explore it. That's what I'm going to tell you. We need to get to know this other country that's trying to put God first in all things. And Mexico, we need to do, we need to be working with them. Great people. Great people. It's truly. And we need to be working with our partners in Canada. And we, this is how we start to fight back. I'm serious. And we'll do it one little group at a time. And we were going to, we're going to navigate ourselves through this. And I don't know all the magic that it's going to take. I know that God's going to lead us. And I know there's some brilliant minds out here that can figure a way on the digital space to get us through it. And I know there's a lot of inspired, hardworking, innovative people in these whole groups that are going to work with it. And we're going to make this happen. And today, we put a pin on the wall. And we say, we are beginning today. No more talk. 
It'll be well, no, it has to be talk because if you don't have talk, you don't have me. <laughs> what are you going to do without the podcast? You're going to be like, what do you mean no more talk? You're going to put I'm not, and I'm not wearing a face diaper, so that's not happening. But we are going to put a pin on the wall and say we begin today. Oh, and by the way, let's not forget the good partners we have in this already. Zach Red Pill seventy eight, Resistance Chicks. We're gonna we're gonna as we build out the platform, we're gonna try to get Uncle Ted and Shemaine Nugent involved. Okay, great people, people that love America, people that love what we stand for. And we're going to take county by county in the next three years, and we're going to light it with fire like you put fire on gas. We've got to be in a position that we are in a position by 2024 that we have hopefully a 1,000 counties in alignment with this. And hopefully at least half the provinces in Canada and hopefully about half the states in Mexico. And we've got a great connection going on with Russia. I'm putting it out here again. President Putin, or if you know President Putin, please let him know he is a welcome guest on the show. We would love to have him. I understand that English is not his first language, and I don't speak Russian, so we'll get a good translator, and I'd love to have him on the show. We want to talk about the commonality of our nations and quit this nonsense that's being told at how we hate each other. It's driving me crazy. Seriously, driving me crazy. Australia, we love you. We got to get you out of the tyranny. You can join in. UK, we love you. Got to get rid of your lizard head queen, but that's good. But we still love you. So we've got to, this is what we've got to do. And this is how we as the people start to reforge the way forward. Because this stuff that they keep telling us is like, this is what you're going to do. And it's like, no, I'm not. This is what you're going to do. You're not listening, and they're not listening. So we just won't play. And that is where the fight begins, is when we defy and not comply. So patriots, time for prayer. Heavenly Father, we are really blessed with this day, an exciting day of incredible news and incredible inspiration as you've blessed Bard's Nation with just an, a great person who's stood behind us now. This person is the, wishes to remain anonymous at this point in time. And I just would ask that our prayers go to bless this individual, bless his family, bless everything he's done to help Bard's Nation start to stand up and to have a home base that we can inspire others to build out from, to give that anchor, that foothold, Father. This is your land, Father, your land. And we are going to build out a nation that is your nation. And each one of us in our little spot around the globe are going to build out our little cottage and our little foothold, no matter where we are. And we're going to come together, Lord. And we're going to make this the greatest exodus we've ever imagined. And Lord, we know we're going to do that because we're so humbled by what you've done for us and led us to this point. And we're encouraged. And we know there's going to be challenging times. So Father, we just pray that you lead us, that you'll give us that inspiration to bypass these obstacles that they're going to throw before us because they will. 
And we ask that we can inspire the others. We want to be the lamp, Father, the lights on the hill. We want the so many to look at what we're doing, to be inspired by the excitement, the love, the passion that we have in occupying this land, in expanding the kingdom, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We're walking with Christ, Lord, and this whole thing that we're doing, it's going to be as it should be. Christ before us and you behind us as we walk into this world and we take back our nations. We have governments that just don't care. They don't listen. They're so consumed about the next threat, about creating fear in people, about using technology in all the wrong ways. Lord, guide us in a way that we can go back to go forward, that we can reforge the simple way of living. And as we integrate into the selective use of innovation and technology, guide us in a new way a way that we can innovate a future that is inspired, that is appreciative of of all you are, the beauty that you are, and the beauty that you've created. Give each one of us that fire, Lord, that we can now stand stronger as a group, as a fellowship across the world. Don't let our artificial boundaries hinder us. We need footholds. We need outposts. We need combat outposts and firebases of all sorts across the world. And we need to build and bridge, build bridges with one another, not divided anymore. And as we do, the small steps will be bigger steps. And as you have shown in this own, your own process here, Lord, the baby steps lead to bigger steps. And we know that there's much that will be asked and we are ready for this. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you for Bard's Nation. Thank you for all of us coming together in fellowship. Thank you for continuing to bless us all with a direction forward. We are so deeply humbled, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. You better remember this Friday. I'm telling you, this is a good Friday. February 25th, 2022. It's good. And there's hope. And where there's hope, nothing can stop us. All right, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers right now need to rock us solid into the rock of faith. We need to connect deeply with Father. And we need to trust. And if ever before you've ever seen an example of trust, we've witnessed it today. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. But let us always remember our mission and let this day mark the day that we never forget our mission. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. All right, patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, 
We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.